0: all right paul welcome back buddy how you doing i'm good i'm good i'm uh it's one degree outside you can't even say degrees it's singular one degree (laughs) i went for a walk today because it was sunny so the only time we get the sunshine in minnesota in the wintertime is when it's very very cold so i went for a walk and i actually got pretty warm by the end of it except i couldn't feel my my fingers and i was trying to press buttons on my phone and i i couldn't feel anything so i just put the phone away
1: Oh, uh, that sounds awful.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I think February is the darkest month of the year, like darkest, like emotionally in Minnesota. Yeah. Because you've been in winter for so long and you're like, ah, oh, another month. And then March starts, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel there. So I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to March.
1: Yeah, we it was 60 degrees here today. And then Saturday yeah. I uh, I washed my car. Yeah, yeah, I, I
0: washed my car quite a bit. I've got a membership, you know, and I just drive through and they dry it off, and I I get home and the door and I got to bang against the door to unfreeze it's it, and break it open. Yeah,
1: is it uh is it touchless or does it have like the brushes and stuff? It's got the brushes. Oh man, that screws up your clear coat. Yeah, I mean I, I drive a truck. I mean Dave doesn't care. We know. Yeah, he's, I
0: mean, he's gonna it, run that
1: thing into the ground.
0: That's why I got a gray truck. They yeah, that's a good color because it I, is a good color. They don't look. It's nice when it's clean and it doesn't show dirt near as well as most colors do. Yeah. 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 But all right, my, Oh, Hey, before we forget, let's remind everybody you need to stop, pause this podcast and go to the show notes and register for the live Q and A on February 16th at 7 PM. So I'll just pause right now. Go do that. Come back. Uh, unless you're driving wait till you get, come to a stop.
1: Right. And that's 7 PM central standard time, United States central.
0: We should start talking in Zulu time. Maybe everybody gets maybe your Zulu, Zulu. Watch it. Yeah. Out. I think we should operate on Zulu. Then it would be the exact same time everywhere in the world, and nobody would have any confusion. Like,
1: what time is it? And even Afghanistan, <laughs> which is, which a is on a half, half hour. hour. Off.
0: <laughs> like, who in the war, who has a time zone that's a half hour? I remember off. When I
1: got there. I was like, "What time is it?" I was like, "How yeah. does that work? How is that possible?" Yeah, and then a rocket came in.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yep. That'll wake you up. Uh, so funny yeah so okay so go register for that that'll be uh, yeah we'll probably just make this one an introduction you know and do a little intro on on us uh you know unless you're tired of hearing about us but and then we'll maybe just throw it open to q a and then after that i think we'll we'll plan a specific topic every month maybe i could even have a you know at some point have a guest like we've never had a guest on this podcast hey actually guess what guess what podcast number this is 52 52 one year one year. Wow. We did one full year without a break. Not every Monday. I think one came out on Tuesday because we were late getting it into the the uh, producer. But yeah. Yeah. So, very, yeah,
1: very, 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 it's a good milestone. It's a great milestone. And, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, Feels it's good. Yeah, it does. I remember, I still remember clicking record back when I was doing the recording in the early days and you know, how nervous I was like, Oh my God, the red light. (laughs)
0: Yeah. The red light. And Oh man, maybe we should edit that out. Oh, we we should back that up. No, whatever it is. Let it it roll. Let it roll. Whatever we say is what you get. What do we got today? So we were talking before this Mm -hmm. and I think one thing we haven't really covered and we don't want to cover it in depth necessarily, because that'd be too long of an episode, but we should talk a little bit about inflation and fractional reserve banking. I think we take it for granted that people actually understand the banking system we have in this country and, and likely every country in the world. In, in the world. Yeah. Right. Because there's no country that's on the gold standard. There's no country that operates by sound money anymore. Right.
1: There's we been, the, n- yes, you're right. There's been some chatter, I think, lately of, of countries talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, countries that we may not agree with either but anyway. Hmm. But yeah, it would be good. Sound money would be better anyway.
0: Yeah, and sound money is simply money that's backed by something of value, like a, a tangible value. Like what is our
1: money backed by right now? Uh, the Bretton Woods agreement in 1944. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's backed by the good the good faith.
1: Faith and credit of the United States government, I mean, whatever that exactly. is exactly. Faith and credit. The same of the government, government that's 31 trillion dollars in debt and even more so when you consider unfunded liabilities like medicare and social security so anyway yes yeah. Sound money, but would be better.
0: Yeah. So what we operate under, like every country in the world is what we term fiat currency and fiat currency just means like this right here, here's a $20 bill. This has $20 worth of purchasing power because the government said it does. That is fiat right. currency. And you have to use that to transact. Like essentially they say, I mean, it says on here, this is good for all debts, public and private.
1: Yep. Legal so, tender for all debts, public and private. Yep. Exactly. Is that and right? It
0: says, yep. At the very top it says federal reserve note so maybe let's let's hit on what is the federal reserve
1: yeah i i took a picture in front of the washington dc C. branch during the summer and sent it to james oh yeah <laughs> and he's like you should go in there and demand <laughs> demand payment in specie <laughs> yeah okay So what is the Federal Reserve Bank? So everyone pull out their dollar and you can look at the top of it. A lot of people don't realize that it says Federal Reserve Note until they actually look at it. Because no one ever looks at a dollar. Maybe you look at it when you're a kid or something. But the Federal Reserve System was instituted by our government in the monetary scientists, the political scientists. They had this meeting in Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia in 1910-ish. With some high level politicians, Senator uh, Nate, what was his Aldrich was one Aldridge. of the guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, there were some bankers from the Rockefeller people and the J.P. Morgan people, and you know, sprinkling in some some influence from the Rothschilds with Paul Warburg and all these other people. Which and I might Paul be getting...
0: Warburg is who the character Daddy yeah, is based off in Orphan A- little orphan Annie.
1: That's that's right. Anyway, and I might have got who they worked for somewhat incorrect, but I'm pretty sure I'm I'm fairly, fairly, fairly correct on those. Anyway, so the Federal Reserve Act was passed in 1913. It created the Federal Reserve System. And before that, you know, you had independent banks and you could choose what bank you wanted to work with, which you still can. But. Maybe this bank was really conservative and you liked that they didn't make risky loans. So there was competition in the marketplace. Now all the banks that you, that we all use belong to the federal reserve system. So if you wire a large amount of money, Dave, it says the federal reserve has just received your wire right in its right. in its processing or whatever, but the federal reserve banking system, the federal reserve, it's not a bank it's not federal and it has no reserve.
0: Exactly. Which right? people don't, people don't understand that the, why did they choose the name federal reserve bank? Because they're, they're just pulling the wool over the American citizen's eyes like politicians do and banks do throughout history. And they always will. They use different words to make you think something that it's actually, that, that it's not like the inflation reduction act. Are you kidding me? How do you reduce inflation by printing more money? It's nonsensical. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the it's the opposite. So I think it would be helpful, Dave, if we have a discussion of we can get into the I mean, if you're looking for a great book to read on that, it's either you get the Eustace Mullins book, Secrets of the Federal Reserve, or The Creature from Jekyll Island. But if you want a more condensed actually End the Fed by Ron, um by Ron, Ron Paul, Paul is a good little book as well. Right. Um there's this but the case this against book, the Fed. The case against uh, the Fed. there's a,
0: uh, yeah, Murray Rothbard.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Murray Rothbard's great. Um, there's also this book, How Privatized Banking Really Works, written by uh, Carlos Lara and uh, Dr. Robert Murphy, who are both on the Nelson Nash Institute Board of trustees phenomenal book that I, one of the first books I read, it might've been the third book that touched IBC that I read, but it's a three part book that goes into kind of the history of money, fractional reserve banking, which we're going to talk about today. And kind of the solution to getting, getting back to sound money and how that's a solution to our problems.
0: Right. And those authors, Carlos Laura, they all, Carlos and Bob, also Robert Murphy, Bob Murphy also wrote the case for IBC. Yes, And that also has a little bit of that history, I believe, you know, it talks yep. about fractionalized lending and all that. Bob Murphy, I, he's, I would like him to be our first guest. I really think we should reach out to Bob and see, and maybe we'll talk to him next month at the IBC Think Tank and see if he can get on yep. our podcast because talking to him about fractional reserve banking would be amazing. So I'll give you guys a really good in-depth, you know, discussion on the economy.
1: It'll go longer than 27 minutes though. For sure. Yeah.
0: If he gives and that's us that fine. Much time. That he can go fine. as
1: long as it'd be great if he could give us like an hour, you know? Yeah. And the
0: great thing about him, he's a, a PhD Austrian economist, but he's funny, very, he's funny. very dry wit. And he, he, he weaves humor into what he's saying. And uh, yeah, he's just a really brilliant guy that I love listening to. He's got his yep. own podcast, uh, The Bob Murphy Show. And yep. then the Laura Murphy report, if you guys want any in-depth economic analysis.
1: Yep. And I think he used to have another one called Contra Krugman or Counter Krugman, Krugman or something where he would like kind of troll Paul Krugman, you know, the New York Times or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know. Oh, Paul Krugman's yeah. such an idiot. Oh, I love gosh. it when uh he says something like I follow a bunch of people on LinkedIn and and they always, you know, somebody's always blasting Paul Krugman like and like Jim Kramer, right? It's like the Kramer index. Just do the opposite. Right. And that's the actual answer. <laughs> right. That's the right thing to do. So, yeah. And the cool thing about Bob and Carlos is they're not, they're not insurance, they're not insurance guys. guys. They're not licensed right. insurance salesmen. So they nope. don't, or agents, they don't make any, they don't sell insurance to anybody, but they are on the board of the Nelson Nash Institute. And they really, they educate us. Yes, They educate and they're, they're huge proponents of infinite banking yep. and, uh, and everything that Nelson taught. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to we're kind of skipping all over the place, but let's let's focus a little bit on fractional banking, fractional yeah. reserve banking. Real quick, uh, just a little bit about the history of banking. So it used to be people maybe would carry precious metals like gold and silver and and they would transact in that in their purse. In their purse, right? And and then, you know, the difficult part about that is you can only break those down so much. Right, and and they're not what do they call fungible, or they're really they weren't necessarily homogenous. So you couldn't say, hey, you know, give me two dollars and thirty two cents, whatever, in gold. It, it was just very difficult, right? Right, and it was heavy. It was cumbersome. They Cumbersome to store. carry around, and very uh, risky to be storing all your wealth in your house where uh, a thief can come in and and take it. Right, right. So they would actually take people would take their precious metals to a warehouse where somebody would lock all of that those precious metals up and then give them a receipt saying here's how much you have that's right right those gold goldsmiths goldsmiths that's who it was right yeah yeah because they were able to protect it and they they were responsible for protecting it and you would pay them a fee to hold your money. And then you would just carry the receipts. And so people ended up starting to transact with these receipts because those receipts were legitimate claim to gold. So I could give Paul, I could give you a receipt for, you know, 10 ounces of gold in return for, you know, the the, the horses I wanted to buy from you. And you could take that receipt, go to the bank and redeem that gold. But what it ended up happening more often than not is you would probably just take that receipt and go exchange that for something that you needed. That's right. Right. And that receipt would just pass around and around and around. And, and so how often did people actually go retrieve their gold from the bank, from the goldsmith?
1: Well, the, the idea behind it was not everyone's going to go redeem their receipts at the same time. Right. And that's still the idea today.
0: Right. And goldsmiths caught wind of this after a little while of doing this. And they're like, hmm, got all this gold nobody's they're not all going to come get it at once so what does that become a huge giant temptation For somebody who's not, you know, few people are are immune to that kind of temptation, right? It's just human nature, unfortunately. And so what what, what would these goldsmiths then do?
1: So they thought, hey, not everyone's going to come get these receipts at the same time, right? I can now lend out what people have on deposit here to other people. And I'll give them receipts for those things. I'll put these things out on, on loan and make money, right? And that was kind of the birth of fractional reserve banking.
0: So in essence, let's say they had... You know a hundred pounds of gold. and they had a hundred pounds of gold receipts out. To those rightful owners of that gold, but they knew all those owners weren't going to come get that at the same time, so now they started loaning out more receipts. So now the hundred pounds of gold actually has more than a hundred pounds of receipts, which is the definition of what I mean. What are they essentially doing?
1: Well, they're, they're counterfeiting, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that, the word I was looking for was create they're, they're inflating, they're, but you're they're right. inflating. They're counterfeiting,
1: right. it's counterfeiting,
0: which is. Funny you say that because kind of sounds like exactly what the federal reserve does today, essentially counterfeiting.
1: Dave, that's exactly what they do today, except what a lot of people don't realize folks is that it's not, and I'm holding up a $5 bill here in front of the camera for those watching on YouTube, but they're doing it digitally. You don't even know what's happening. So whenever you hear the word stimulus or the federal reserve is, you know, increasing, you know, it's balance sheet (laughs) by buying bonds right from the U S treasury. It's, it's a shell game, Dave, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's truly the definition of inflation, right? Which is inflating the money supply.
1: That's right. And what does that do? Right? It makes the, it makes the money that's otherwise out there in the economy, less valuable. So now it takes more of this $5 bill. Maybe it takes two of them now to buy a dozen eggs. Or eight or, or 18 eggs.
0: Well, it certainly Whereas, takes one of them today to buy, to, to buy a oh my eggs. I God. know that for a fact. I know. Little chickens sure. running through the neighborhood wearing, uh, you know, uh, carrying Gucci purses right now <laughs> right. and wearing Jimmy Choo shoes. Like,
1: Ridiculous. And that's, you know, that's kind of this mystery of, you know, the U.S. We hear the U.S. dollar has lost, you know, X amount of value since the Federal Reserve Act was Like 95 percent. 95 percent. I think as of two, 2010, roughly. Yeah. Uh, even even more so now because we've printed so much money. In, even in the last twenty four months, it's been it's been ridiculous. We did it with during during the COVID crap in twenty twenty, where we printed a bunch of money and then paid a bunch of people to stay at home and not go to work. And then we've done it, we had another round of that. And it's just yeah. when you look at what the debt was under George W. Bush, right? It was I, I think it was in the single digit trillions, which is still awful, right? Yeah. And now we're at thirty one trillion. I right. think, yeah. ish.
0: No president's going to stop that, and no Congress certainly is going to stop that because it's, it's it's a free ride for them. It's a heyday. So let's talk about inflation for a second. So people seem to complicate inflation a lot more than they need to. It's really not a difficult. It's not a difficult thing to understand, folks. Yep tell that story okay so I probably told this story almost a year ago in one of the early episodes but here's a quick little story about how some 10 year olds discovered inflation on their own so next to my house we got a wooded area right there are a lot of kids in the neighborhood so a few summers ago there's probably yeah two three summers ago about 10 kids in the neighborhood were all out there building forts. They pick up sticks and build some stick forts and they started selling them to each other. And they started using, because none of them had actual money. None of the parents around here give their kids money. So it's pretty awesome. Tim, so your kind had,
1: of people. <laughs> yeah. My
0: kind of people. So they had to create their own currency. So what do they do? They, they found walnuts. There are a lot of walnut trees around. So they would go pick up walnuts off the ground, put them in a bag, and then they would go buy these forts from each other. And the first day, it costs 10 walnuts to buy a fort. Two days later, what do you think most of the kids do? What, What do they spend their time doing? Picking up walnuts. Collecting walnuts, right? And they all recognize this. And now they're all charging 100 walnuts per fort just a couple days later until it becomes so outrageously ridiculous. Everybody's got so many walnuts and the price of these homes are so much that they just stop building them because it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to make any money off of it. And then they they actually just kind of quit playing that game altogether and ended yep. up going to do something else because they realized their walnuts have no value anymore. That's right. So that is, that folks is inflation. They inflated the currency supply of walnuts, which drove up the cost of everything. That's what we're seeing today yep. is yeah, more money printed. Your dollars are worth less right now. Therefore, everything costs more of them.
1: And it's funny, Dave, when I listen to these all these talking heads talking about, and I'm sure they have degrees in finance and economics and all this other crap from whatever schools Ivy League schools they went to, probably, probably Dartmouth. And they're always talking about, oh yeah, the Fed, you know, the cha- Chairman Powell is going to fight inflation, and the Fed's going to be fighting inflation. And you know, you hear the politicians talking about it. So these they either don't know what it is, or they, I don't, I don't understand how intentionally
0: trying to deceive you and confuse you.
1: Well, of course, that's what they're doing. Right? right. That's that's what they're doing. But it just it just amazes me. I'm like, there's no way there's got to be more, probably more people than we think out there that know what's going on. Right. I remember my father talking about the Fed back in the '80s. Yeah, it's not federal; it has no reserve. I remember him saying that all the time. And I, of course, I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about. But yeah, you didn't care. No, I didn't but care. I was like, all right.
0: Here's the thing about politicians, and and I've never worked with them directly, so I'm I'm hearing this secondhand. But I work with a guy who his neighbor is a chief of staff for some local, you know, senators, state like state level, a state level congressman. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He said, you know, these these politicians. If you want to know the truth. They're C students with a egos like these are not smart people. Let's be honest. When you have one politician saying, Hey, this latest big omnibus bill, the past, don't worry. It won't cause inflation because most of those dollars are going overseas anyway. They won't even be in our country. Like, like th- these are the kind of people that we elect folks. It's oh, sad. My goodness. Yeah.
1: I, I, I believe, I believe that because there's not one legitimate question that ever gets asked and maybe they're afraid of getting assassinated or something, but there's just Listen, the, the cause of the problem is the system that we have. The system that we have is not going to be the the solution to that problem, Dave, is it?
0: No, even though they pose themselves, you know, they create the problems and then they create the solution to their own problems so they can be hailed as a hero by all
1: of us. Right. I mean, you're looking for real estate right now to buy a single family home for your for your new new family. And, right. and you know, I'm I'm looking as well. And the the, the the damage has been done. The cost of real estate is infinitely more expensive than it was just a couple of years ago it's I mean it's really I mean I've looked I've lived in many different parts of the country and I've looked back there and say oh my god I can't believe a house that went for 159 in 20 when did I buy that house uh 2018 or whatever that you know is now yeah. 275 <laughs>
0: well I I moved here eight and a half years ago and I bought a house for 289 yeah and I thought and that was a stretch for I wanted to stay under 300 yep now 300 like three i mean you're you're getting one you're getting a shack you're getting nothing for 300k around here yep anymore that was only eight and a half years ago now to get the an equivalent house you're talking at least 600. right yeah yep
1: and everyone was fawning and how you know strong the the housing market was and oh it's just crazy you know and, and i wonder you know do these people know why do they know, understand why that is happening and i i don't think they do because a lot of them get a lot of them got, got caught holding the bag after interest rates jumped up a little bit and uh-oh looks yep. like we overbuilt. Yep, yep, you did. Yep.
0: So that's an inflation. Um let's quick hey let's go back to fractionalized reserve banking. How does how does that work? So I think I think most people know you deposit um let's let's use uh what's the example? Uh, you deposit $10,000 into your bank account. Sure. Right? Does the bank have your $10,000 there?
1: Like in cash? Yeah. Are
0: they holding it? No, of course not. So what are they required? I mean, traditionally, historically, they've been required to hold about 10% in reserve. It's gone all the way down to like 0% before.
1: Yeah. It varies, but it's generally 10%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's just say, let's be gracious and say the bank holds on to 10% of every deposit they receive. What are they doing with the other 90%? They're lending it out. They're lending it out. So let's say, Paul, you come to me, you deposit 10 grand in my bank. I'm going to hold $1,000. Yep. Because I have to, because the fed says I have to. Yep. With, and I'm going to take $9,000 of yours. Actually, it's not yours anymore. You gave it to me. You're just an unsecured creditor. That's correct. I have possession of your money. So I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take my $9,000 now and I'm going to loan it to bill over here. And Bill is going to take that and deposit it into his bank. Then what's going to happen from there?
1: That's going to get lent out. That'll be they'll keep ten percent of that on reserve, and they'll lend out the other ninety percent. So
0: so they keep nine hundred dollars on reserve, and they'll loan out eight thousand one hundred dollars to to Jane. Jane goes deposited in her bank. They keep eight hundred and ten dollars, and it goes on and on and on. Right. After just two transactions, you give the money to me, I give the money to somebody else. It's gone through three banks. We've already inflated the money supply by, it's up to like $17,000 from that original 10,000 you put in. Yeah, And it goes on and on and on to the point where your 10,000 is gonna actually create $100,000 of new monies being circulated throughout the country. Magic money. Magic money. That right there is fractional reserve banking. They only have to keep a fraction back And the rest they can use to create more money out of
1: thin air. Right. And folks, do you see how that, that is how the currency gets devalued. That is why despite making more and more money every year, you don't, maybe you don't feel any wealthier. Right. That is why. I I probably made
0: three to four times as much in the last year than I did say 10 years ago, but I didn't feel any wealthier than I did 10 years ago. Right. I just didn't.
1: No, because everything is, you know, look at, we went to the uh, the Washington, D.C. auto show where they display all the new cars and stuff, and it's a traveling show. It goes around all the, you know, major cities, and um, I remember going to it as a child in, in Boston, but there was a, a Jeep, you know, four-door Jeep. It was nice. It was the the Rubicon or whatever. Guess how much that thing was, Dave? Oh, I like
0: the Rubicon, the four-door Rubicon, what, 70,
1: 80? Wow. It was 80 yeah it was like 80 grand wow yeah that's and i'm like i like <laughs> jeeps they're cool i've never owned one but they're cool but there's not much to them you know the doors are light as a feather and, you know pretty thin stamped sheet metal or whatever but my goodness gracious yeah and then the your truck actually it was a bighorn it wasn't like you have leather in yours you have a laramie i think yeah uh your truck half ton five seven hemi was 68 i think wow that's with cloth seats, heated cloth seats. So, as comparison, folks, that's a half ton pickup, pretty nice, right? With minus the leather, didn't have leather, but nice. My three quarter ton pickup in 2016, with which is a Laramie Sport Edition, whatever, was was less than that
0: by yeah. a lot. Yeah, crazy man. Everybody's so it, feeling the pain, you yeah. Know? And what can we do on an individual level? Well, this is one reason I choose to keep my money in life insurance companies as opposed to the bank. I put my money in policies, right? That's what we do. Because then the banker can go lend my money out nine times. I get to reap the rewards. That's right. Yep.
1: Yep. There's, you know, again, I'll I'll go back to Carlos and and Bob's book here that kind of outlines the, how we can get after it. And they call it building the 10%. The idea is, you know, if we can get 10% of the population to just ceasing to use the fractional reserve, you know, federal reserve system, you know, this cartelized banking system that we all are Really, slaves under. Quite honestly, um, you don't have a choice. You have to participate in it, right? There's no other. There's no other way. But they go through that book very, very, very well, and and how you could, as a citizenry, how we could actually overcome it, yeah. right? And of course, ending the Federal Reserve system is has to be done,
0: right? Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take a war because they're they're pretty powerful. They're not yeah. gonna go quietly yep. into that into the night, um, right?
1: Or tie the dollar back to gold. That's the other yeah, part of it, right? tie it back to something of tangible value. That's limited in quantity. Sound money.
0: That's the problem. And people would say Bitcoin yep, sound money is that because it's limited in quantity. So we're not going to do an episode on Bitcoin ever because neither of us are, are that versed on it. Yeah. Uh, that's,
1: that stuff's not my jam. We're not your dudes for that. Yeah. That's for sure. I find it all, all mildly interesting. Yeah, mildly honest.
0: interesting. <laughs> and you know, if it turns out to be the way things are, then Then I guess we adapt to it, but yeah, go back. You know, if anybody's looking for a good book to read, this is a, it's, it's actually a really easy read about 370 pages, but how privatized banking really works. Subtitle integrating Austrian economics with the infinite banking concept. So it's, that's great. Definitely recommend that one. And then uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. If you want to learn about the federal reserve system and the history of money and the reason why the real reason why a lot of wars, have been fought in the last couple hundred years. That's a very big book. That's why I got it on Audible. I'd listen to it.
1: Yeah. This one's a great books, 600, you know, 580 pages. So give, or, yeah. give or take phenomenal. I always tell people, I say terrible story told yeah. very well. Yeah.
0: It's you're not going to get a, a warm, fuzzy feeling after reading that one. No. You're, you're not going to be happy. Let's just say that, but your eyes are going to be opened. You
1: know, Dave, I had several of my friends read that over the couple, last yeah. couple of years. And they'd be texting me like, dude, <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's certainly eye opening.
1: Yeah. But Dave, knowing what's going on, on on the individual level, when you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. Exactly. And so when, when I see people talking about dividend paying whole life and I, you know, they can spell IBC and they're, you know, you could do this, you could do that. You know, it's, they're missing 90% of the why, I think, you know, a lot of the why is, is is in these books over here of why this is on the individual you and me level is a is the thing to do is the path. It is the way.
0: Right. Yeah. A lot of people choose to bury their head in the sand. They don't even want to think about it. It's too scary, right? They don't really want to know the truth. I think anybody listening to this podcast is is definitely open to hearing the truth and, and searching for it. And those are a couple of good book recommendations for uncovering the truth that that's been hidden pretty well from all of us.
1: No question. That's why they chose the, the name Federal Reserve System. It sounds government
0: Other than a uh, centralized banking cartel
1: right it sounds a lot better sounds a lot better
0: it's more palatable (laughs) for the citizenry yeah for the sheep right
1: yep yeah yep and as we get more and more ignorant as a you know we're over 100 years removed from from 1913 right so it becomes there's less and less people that that know so I I that's why I I I harp on it man every time I can if someone's looking for a new read I'm like go read that book if you can find a copy of it
0: and trust me the, the Federal Reserve you're like what a bunch of idiots they're they're far from being idiots they know exactly yeah, what they're, they're doing. Cunning. They're,
1: yeah. It's cunning. And it, there's, and not to be, consp- you know, a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes when you look at like the World Economic Forum, for example, that just occurred in Davos where all these environmentalists, right? And all these yeah. elites, you know, flying their private jets to save, you know, global, you know, the environment, yeah. of course. But, you know, it's, there's something afoot and there has been for a long time, Dave. Yep. And you got to think, what has kind of screwed over people, people, just regular old human beings throughout human history, governments. Yep, and yet we
0: we are quick to forget and quick to forgive and go back to them for the answers, which is, you know, unfortunate. So, read uh, you know, maybe read 1984 as well while you're <laughs> at I, it.
1: I, you know, I read that for the I read that for the first time last year. Me too. Year. I had never I read that in animal I ever, farm. I had never that read be those mandatory books
0: from. reading for high school kids, mandatory.
1: Oh, instead of instead they're reading like Pool Boy and other whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Loudoun County, Virginia. That was a Loudoun County, Virginia joke. Yeah. Well,
0: you're not the only one. Same where I live. All right, man. Well, hey, that was good. Everybody go register. If you didn't do it at the beginning, maybe you, you, you're done driving by now because we went uh, a little longer than the average commute. So now you should be at work or at home. You can go to the show notes, register for the live Q&A, February 16th, 7 p.m. Central. And we uh, would love to see you there and answer any questions you guys have. So well, all right, Paul, until next time, control your capital.
1: Or someone else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to Paul at theibcguys.com.
0: And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.